Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is a podcast from The Bugle. You're a National Geographic photographic essayist in the heyday of the late 80s. You've been given funding to spend eight months in the rainforest Karenampi observing the wildlife in order to write a soothing article about macaques. It's day 42. Children cutting out pictures from your article less than a year from now will never contemplate how carefully you need to do a wee when you're on a precarious research platform 100 feet in the air. Your water purifier and your telephoto lens are your only companions, apart from the native fixers who don't count. Quick, what's that in the darkness of the forest? Is it an elusive bird of paradise? No, you whisper to yourself, vibrating with excitement. It's the gargle. Welcome to the gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for visual world. We bring you all of the new satire, none of the politics. Ring the bell, Ped. This is The Gargle. I'm your host, Alice Fraser. Your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Benjamin Partridge and Ria Lena. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, together we are going to get into a sneaky car and drive into the forest that is this week's articles. But first, let's have a look at the front cover. The front cover of the magazine this week is Elon Musk's lawyer posing provocatively with a copy of the contract he signed with Twitter that contains a completely clear and horrifyingly enforceable specific performance clause. It will take more than a horse to pay for how f- you're going to get during this process. The satirical cartoon this week is a bunch of morally ambiguous superhero characters created as object lessons in how not to be sitting around looking depressed. The Punisher says to Batman, how were we supposed to know that they'd find our sad stories compelling and cool? And now it's time to jump into our stories. Top story this week, nuts news. And this is the news that grey squirrels in the UK are about to start shooting blanks. Uh, Benjamin Partridge, you chase squirrels around on a regular basis. Can you unpack this story for us? Yeah, so squirrels... um, I could have said you have nuts, but I didn't. (laughs) I do have nuts. Squirrels love nuts, and they also love to nut. And that's the problem. Um, There are too many grey squirrels in the UK. Um, Whether that's eating nuts or ejaculating into another squirrel... 
uh, they want to be doing it. Uh, and essentially, um, grey squirrels are a problem, apparently, because we want to plant loads of trees to help with climate change, but apparently squirrels kill trees, um, which I'm dubious about because... So grey squirrels are from America. Um, I've been to America, and they've got trees. So what's <laughs> what's really going on here? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, essentially, um, rather than doing a kind of cull, which is the usual... Uh, British government response to any kind of natural problem. Uh, they're going to give them contraceptives. Um, and no, it's not adorable little tiny rodent condoms. Um, it's our old friend, chemicals. <laughs> and essentially, all of the squirrels are going to be sterilised. And within a generation, there'll be no more grey squirrels. And the red squirrel will rise once again as the premier bushy-tailed rodent of the UK. And it makes me swell with patriotism to imagine that. Rhea, how do you feel about this squirrel this squirrel eugenics? Uh, well, do you know what, Ben? I didn't know which way you were leaning there. I, you kept us on tenterhooks till the very end of that explanation. I was there going, you can't possibly be pro-gray. Ginger squirrels for me all the way, all the way. And they are actually as minimalized in, in our wildlife as, as gingers are in nature generally. So I generally believe that we should be protecting the redheads. Um, I, I don't know. We're a few years off this. Let's let's look at the science. We are a few years off this. They still have to do field trials, which I'm going to be honest, I don't think are going to go well, because as we all know, squirrels don't live in fields, they live in trees. But um, (laughs) uh, I'm sure the scientists will figure that out. But what's interesting is that the plan is to lure, they're going to lure the gray squirrels into boxes that only the gray squirrels will have access to, which I thought, how are you going to manage that? How are you gonna, I mean, you know, part of me just went, are you saying that the red squirrels are too stupid? Like, how are you how are you designing this box such that the larger gray squirrel can enter, but the smaller, feistier, fighting for its land red squirrel isn't going to get in? And it's as simple as we're going to fat shame them. Uh, <laughs> that is how the box works, is that is that there's a little pad outside. It's a little scale. And when the squirrel lands on it, if it's big enough, it's allowed in. And if it isn't big enough, then it's not allowed in. And that's how we're going to differentiate, which makes me nervous because I think that we're going to get some cross sterilization there, which is a risk. But, you know, apparently gray squirrels have been doing untold damage, um, which is inevitably worse than told damage. Although how we know that, I don't know because it's untold. It's untold. (laughs) Untold. But it's automatically assumed to be worse. Yeah. I mean, how are we, where we are at in society and we are still more scared of that, which we do not know. Um, I think I think we got a lot to work on. As an Australian, as, as somebody who's come from a country which knows about invasive species and the problems that they cause and the problems that you cause by trying to solve the problems caused by invasive species, I have to say I applaud <laughs> this contraceptive plan because what we did was we had snakes in the cane and then we brought in cane toads and now the cane toads are a massive pest. Also, we killed all of the rabbits with myxomatosis and then it went into some other native species. And it's just a whole, like, I just, I feel like it's the, it's the, it's the woman who swallowed a fly story, but in terms of the, the cascading numbers of invasive species that we're bringing in. They're thinking of introducing elephants into the desert in Australia and camels, because why not? Why not just throw another thing at the problem and hope that that doesn't become a problem and then throw another bigger animal? They're just going to dump a whale on Uluru at this point. <laughs> see what happens. I like the fact that um, in the reporting of this story, the the contraceptive is going to be um, administered through what they always call a hazelnut spread, um, <laughs> which we all know is na- is Nutella, right? So it's Nutella laced with um, hormones, I guess. And 
I, I like the, way, the fact that it just like it shows how irresistible Nutella is. Like even if I knew it was going to sterilize me, if you put a pot in front of me, I'd still <laughs> have to try very hard not to put my finger in and take a little bit. Even if I knew it was going to shrivel up my tiny little squirrel nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit mean, isn't it, to mess with their nuts using nuts? Yeah, it does yeah. feel. Yeah. Isn't that cruel? It's it's a little bit cruel. They haven't got a chance. No, well, but something does have to be done. It is true that the gray squirrel has has it's lived its day, um, and the little red squirrel. <laughs> and we've literally they've literally put the red squirrels into reservations. I mean, the red squirrels are living; they're only thriving in island environments where there are no gray squirrels. And it's just time for the red squirrel to come back, come back and and sit on its rightful throne, claim its rightful position in society. <laughs> your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy and uh this week's ads are brought to you by dating apps Uh, we have cringe (laughs) this episode of the podcast is brought to you by cringe the dating app that puts you in touch with the people you least want to hear from (laughs) whether it's an ex or the guy who creeped on you at a party try cringe it'll make your skin crawl (gasps) can i use that to get in touch with all the people who ghosted me yes yes absolutely oh you know what? I'm a bit impish. I would I would have so much fun poking them, just going, oi, remember me? Remember oh, yeah, me? it definitely has the, the Facebook poke button, the long redundant oh. Facebook poke button on, on cringe. It's just if you want a real full body prickling flush of shame and embarrassment, try cringe. <laughs> and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gamble, the dating app for people who like to blind date. A sophisticated algorithm assigns you one of a thousand normal guys with a 2% chance of a Hemsworth and the occasional total wild card. Will he show up with his collection of authentic shuriken or human-sized hair dolls? Find out on Gamble. And the third of this week's roundup of dating app sponsorships is Witch, the pagan lesbian dating site with a guaranteed long tail of chat about the relationship. Whether you get past the first date or not, we'll talk about it. (laughs) Beware, a certain percentage of the women on this site are actual witches from fairy tales, so make sure you keep your information secure. Don't go home with anyone if their house is made of gingerbread. And if you're not sure or not feeling safe, find an excuse to spill half a glass of water on them. And also your ad section for today is brought to you by the Dancy Lagarde Literary Tribute Competition. Uh, Our extract from this week is from Honourable Mention, The Femme Falcon, written by Jazz Bahia. And the opening sentence is what we are reading today. The opening sentence is, If I soaked my pants every time a pretty young pixie of a man stood in my doorway glistening from the raindrops of the broken city outside, I'd have never made it past the third day of Lady Detective School. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's great. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now it's time for more stories. More stories. This is Picky Penguins News, and this is the news that penguins in a Japanese zoo have refused to eat cheaper fish. Uh, in the face of, of rising prices, their feeders decided to give them less expensive fish and these penguins have turned out to be absolute <laughs> about it. Uh, Rialina, <laughs> you've worn a tuxedo. Can you unpack this story for us? I mean, this is a tragic and yet wonderful story in equal measure. I I almost want to stand on the picket line with them. Uh, or is it pickerel? Pickerel line with them. <laughs> <laughs> Prices have risen, as we know. There's a cost of living crisis, which is affecting all levels of society, including zoos. And uh, this particular zoo in Japan has found that uh, the price of fish, it literally has to do with the price of fish. Uh, How often does a story have to literally have to do with the price of fish? Not often. This is about Japan, where the price of ahi, which is aji, which is mackerel, has gone up by 20 or 30 percent. And they normally feed... Their their penguins and their otters horse mackerel, which is aji, right? Who doesn't love horse mackerel? Um, well, horses, but ironically, um, and mackerel. Unless they eat each other. Actually, all fish eat each other. They're horrible. <laughs> well, I, I think they're limited in their food chain options, to be honest. So anyway, it's gone up by 20, 30%. So they've switched to, <gasps> wait for it, drum roll. Common mackerel. Oh, it's horrifying. Oh. I know. But from horse <laughs> mackerel to common mackerel. Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth oh, a bit. I know. And yeah. it's called saba, right? Saba, which is actually ironically what we eat in Japanese restaurants. But anyway, point is, they're not having it. The penguins, the otter, they are not having it. And there's a beautiful video. Uh, go online and watch it where they're actually, they're chopping, they're, preparing it so beautifully they've got this beautiful sharp knife and they're chopping up the fish into just the right cute little morsel along the grain of the of the meat and everything and then they're handing it out and and they're sniffing it and leaving it they're, and, and with the with the penguins it's a whole fish and so they're trying to do that thing where it looks like they're choking them with the fish but actually that's how they eat uh, and they're trying to shove the fish down the penguin throats and the the, the penguins are like actually thanks I'll wait till next winter I'm good I'm good yeah. I'll just I and it has solved a mystery for me because I've wondered all of my life all of my adult life I wondered how a penguin says go f- yourself and now I know <laughs> I can witness this in action. And the otters were really quite, they were quite sweet because the otters would take it and go, oh, what's this? Something new. And then they, they'd have a little sniff of it and they'd go, thank you, not for me. And then they'd put it down and they'd go off for a swim. I love the video. Basically, the penguin kind of like just turns away, just turns his little beak away as if to say, no, thanks. It's kind of, it's, a vid- it's basically what would happen if you tried to feed Rishi Sunak a Greg's. He would just, no, no, it's not for me. Ted, ring the bell. It's very Japanese, isn't it, how they did it? I mean, they're very polite. They were both, the otters and the penguins, were very polite. And they just sort of went, no, thank you. Whereas, you know, if this was in an American zoo, they'd probably pick up that fish and slap the zookeeper with it. You know, they'd be like, what is this? <laughs> Get me something better. Um, and say yes to a, to a Big Mac. It's like when you buy cheap fish fingers and it doesn't say cod on the packet. It just says fish. Like, this could be literally anything. Or if you're in a chip shop and you ask them what's in the, in the pie and they just say, meat. And you think, hmm, yeah. okay. In Australia, the flake is the euphemism for shark. Flake. In Britain, mm. we, we call them rock. Rock, I think we call it. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, there is a there is a shark you can get at the um, fish and chip shop. I'm impressed just that you still get fish in your cheap fish fingers because I find that when I buy the really cheap fish fingers, it's just breading. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do you find it's just bread? You open it's it's got big hollow bits in the middle. You go. I see why I see why Britain's children are in trouble because if this is what they're eating for dinner, there's no wonder they can't focus in school the next day. From now on, I will only be eating horse mackerel fish fingers. This is the first yeah. time I've heard of horse mackerel. And the fact that they like it more than standard mackerel, I find strange because putting the word horse before a foodstuff doesn't make it sound at all more appetizing, does it? Like horseradish? Would you like tiramisu or the horse tiramisu? <laughs> I'll go for the I'll go for the normal one, thanks. Well, that's all the time we have for our Picky Penguins news because now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to come in bringing something to review. Uh, Benjamin, have you got something for us this week? I have. Um, I'm reviewing the experience of defecating with the door open. My partner is away this week, and so I have, for the first time in our new house, uh, defecated with the door open. As a new homeowner, uh, your solicitor will use a lot of words like exchange of contracts uh, and completion to describe the moment of house ownership. But I believe you can't truly own a property instead you've left that door open, (laughs) made your deposit, and exchanged the ancient contract between feces and water. Uh, So in this case, um, happened yesterday. um, As my session of excremental convincing was reaching an end, I looked up and I realised that I was in direct (laughs) eyeline of one of my neighbour's bedroom windows. (laughs) And I felt the hot flush of shame. We have a hot flush. It's like a Japanese toilet. No, I don't have (laughs) a hot water flush, although that's a great idea for chilly winter nights. I realised that basically... I was in eyeline of a bedroom window, but the bedroom window was across the road and it seemed too far away for them to see me, but I couldn't be sure. And I couldn't make out if anyone was in the bedroom, so maybe it was far enough away. But then again, what if they had a pair of high-strength binoculars or a telescope? (laughs) But then in that situation, if they're watching me on the toilet through a telescope, then surely they're more in the wrong than I am. A lot to ponder. Three out of five. There's only one way to find out, uh, Benjamin Partridge, which is to get your own set of high-strength binoculars for using while you're on the toilet and only while you're <laughs> on the toilet. Yes, that's a good point. Well, I shall invest in those. And uh, yeah, I, I recommend it to all your listeners. Yeah. If you were an animated character, you wouldn't need the high-strength binoculars because every time you like, you know, put effort into defecating, your eyes would pop out of your head and you just, <laughs> just whoop, go straight a, across the street. It's an episode of Bugs Bunny I missed. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an animated character, character defecate. I don't think they've ever animated that. I think that would be illegal somehow. I'm not sure. Can I just say, while I appreciate the whole ownership of the, of the house thing, and, and congratulations, um, I am definitely jealous. I don't know that I'd want to fill my house by leaving the door open with what the house might otherwise be filled with, with the door being open. She's suggesting that shitting with the door open is unhygienic, Benjamin. It's unhygienic. It means that then for the rest of possibly your time in the house, all you'll do is go, what, what does that smell? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You know, like mm, that's, that ho- I that mean, I only live in a, I live in a flat, <laughs> but you know, when someone's left the door open, you just go, oh, can someone, can someone shut the door? You know what I mean? But for no. me, that is so the, I, the sweet smell of ownership permeating every pore of this building then please please never like give me anything you've owned um just (laughs) (laughs) just just buy it fresh from the shop or even just have it delivered Uh, (laughs) three out of five stars for doing a poo with door open Ria, what have you brought in for us to review i reviewed uh having the parents stay 
because oh. I literally just had my parents stay. So I did a review of that. The trip was packaged and presented as something that I had bought before. So I wasn't expecting any surprises, but it was still harder work than I had anticipated due to the age of some of the components. The package deal apparently came with extras, extras that I had not been consulted on but received nonetheless, namely the sister visiting from New York at the same time to coincide with the parental's extension as a free add-on. And that actually <laughs> arrived before I even received notification that the parents had shipped. Uh, they arrived with a little wear and tear, but that was to be expected. They required a lot more time and attention the previous trips, which was exhausting, especially since my other half had been shipped off at the same time for the slightly simpler visiting parentals in their own home model. But overall, <laughs> I would recommend as long as they continue to be solvent. Thanks for the new jewelry, Mama. Four out of five stars. Four out of five stars. That's a beautiful tale of familial love uh, packaged as a review. <laughs> that makes me very happy. Uh, that's all the time we have for our reviews section because now it's time for our driving test news. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories of the week. A lady in Wales has been jailed for eight months. That's not the bit that I enjoy because this is one <laughs> of the ones where like, okay, it's had a sad ending, but... It's also one of those heist movies where they're like satisfied to be put in jail at the end because she got away with 150 different times uh, taking theory and practical tests for other drivers. Benjamin Partridge, you're a bad driver. Can you unpack this story? So a uh, lady living in Clinically sort of decided that she would take tests for other people. She is of Asian heritage. I think basically she was taking tests of other Asian women by the sounds of things. And one thing I liked about the story was that it described her as impersonating the candidates. And I just would like to know to what lengths she went to. Like, are we talking like top hat, monocle, fake moustache? Like, <laughs> like did, was she discovered when like a pair of mutton chop sideburns peeled off in the heat and she was discovered? Like, I want to know kind of to what level of impersonation she went to. I don't think it went that far because part of the reason she was caught was that she kept turning up in the same BMW Um which is incredible. A BMW is not a learner's car. Like, if a BMW turns up, you have to be like, hello, is that the DVLA? I'd like to report an absolute baller. So essentially, yeah, she just um, impersonated all these people. Uh, she was finally caught because I think she she did go to different test locations, but she started turning up at the same place a bit too often and she flew too close to the sun. And uh, and yeah, and this is, a, this is really a story about how you can't trust impressionists, um, which is something that I've always felt. Detective Chief Inspector Stephen Maloney said that the crimes were motivated by greed, which I think is clearly not true. This is a benevolent Robin Hood stealing registration from the rich government and giving it to the poor people who can't drive but want to be able to drive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we've got different takes on this, Alice. Like when you described it as a sad ending, I describe it as a justice-filled ending. Safety for the drivers of the UK. I mean, yeah, sure, this means that there are 150 drivers who we don't know how they can drive or not. But to be frank, even people who've passed their driving licenses are sometimes a bit sketchy on the roads. <laughs> I don't think it seems to indicate anything except whether you're good at passing a test or not, which has nothing to do with how competently you retain information over the long term. Thank you very much, my schooling career, for teaching me that. <laughs> Ria? Yes? How many times have you learned to drive on other people's behalves? Well, twice on my own behalf. 
at least, um, if that makes sense. I loved how Ben really skirted around the issue by going, did she wear a monocle? Did she wear, you know, sideburns when she probably was wearing hijabs <laughs> and you didn't want to go there? I'm like, <laughs> I think, well done. 150 tests, 150 tests where these people couldn't tell that she was the same woman because they all look alike to you. Well, you know what? Then th- those that is not on her. That is on the people who work in the test center for going, I think, is it the same? Oh, I don't. Oh, I'm not. Oh, they all look the same. And then letting her take the test 150 times. <laughs> that points to a very, very different issue. Because as we all know, women are safer drivers generally. We know this to be a fact. The fact is, is that she is such a good driver that she was going in there and nailing it every single time. I get that it's fraud and I get that someone had to go to jail for it and she should go to jail for her bit in it. But I think there are other questions that need to be asked, really, is, you know, how are we not how are we not noticing? Well, also, how much was she getting paid? I need to know how much she was getting paid for doing these tests. She said she was getting £800 for doing a test and £700 for a theory test. Was her rate? I mean, that's pretty great. So an extra, extra £100 danger money for doing the actual <laughs> yeah. test. For doing the actual drug. That's, you know what, that is not as big a difference as I would expect. I would expect more for reversing around a corner because that's... When have you ever, as a driver, had to reverse around a corner after your test? Yeah, good point. Yeah, or parallel park with a judgmental person. <laughs> watching, you. yes, watching. I mean, again, the fact that they only recognized her because she came in the same car, but they didn't notice it was the same woman. Nah. I'm sorry. I hope she gets leniency at some point. <laughs> no, she'll just pretend to be someone else coming up for parole. Yeah, she's probably out already, <laughs> let's be honest. And creep news now. Uh, this is an article, a slightly prurient article by the New York Post. But in response to, I think, uh, justifiable cause, this is an article about uh, a number of women who say that they would bang Elon Musk or get impregnated with his child, which would be deeply inappropriate speculation about a celebrity and kind of creepy, uh, except that he has just had his 10th child. Um, and the last three were secret children, one of which he had by surrogate uh, with Grimes and the other of which he had with the CEO of one of his companies, inherently creepy, and it was secret twins, that you assume that there were layers of secrecy going on hopefully the mothers knew though right like when we say secret we mean to the world whose business it really isn't but the mums knew he didn't secretly impregnate them while they were sleeping going you're my employee now well to be fair with grimes and the surrogacy we don't know how long uh, that surrogacy had been progressing before he informed grimes that she was having another child with him (laughs) wow we don't know uh but the interesting thing is these women who have witnessed this process from a distance and want to get in on it uh rialina you're judgmental. Can you help me unpack the story? <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's it's tricky, really, because if there's anyone who can afford to have 10 children, it's Elon Musk. And, and so I I can't judge him for he, the, all of these children are going to live good lives. They're going to be well educated. I just hope that, you know, and and if he doesn't like them, he'll he'll boot them into space and they'll no longer <laughs> be Earth's problem. So <laughs> who are we to judge? I do want to reach out to Grimes and and to the, the secret mom of the twins and go, are you OK? Um, and I think really what what we should remind ourselves is that the focus of the New York Post story is how many other women out there are willing to join the ranks of his harem and provide him with eggage. Is that, is that a word? <laughs> I don't get it myself, but then I'm a traditionalist. I had my children with, you know, the man that I lived with, and I now continue to raise them with, with the, you know, 
the man that I live with. I'm such a traditionalist. I mean, who am I? Who am I to judge? I mean, this is a new world. This is a new world. So at least um, he admits to them all being his children, unlike many of the fertility doctors that didn't. And now it's turned out have fathered 50, 60, you know, kids between them. There's one in Holland, I think, that just came out that that it came out because he himself had a, a genetic uh, marker for a particular disease that was popping up in too many children from the one clinic and went, oh, Kelsa Priest, they're all related. I'm not going to be too judgmental because I know he'll I know that he will look after them because I do know that he's quite an attentive father. Which is good. I mean, his response to criticism was that the population of Mars is still zero. So the prospect of his fi- firing his children into space is not you know, wildly out of out of class. But uh, to me, this is interesting but not surprising that there are women who fixated on Elon Musk as the potential father of their children because, of course, this happens when there's, like, a high-profile murder trial. I don't think we need to think of this as too much of a compliment to Elon Musk. This happens when there's some horrible serial killer who just happens to be on television. There's something about someone being on television that makes you want to bang them if you're a certain kind of uh, lady. Benjamin, uh, has anyone asked to ha- have your children... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's not happened. But I think, as you say, it's it's a big numbers thing, isn't it? Because so, you poo with the door open, Benjamin. <laughs> when no one's here, apart from my neighbours who can see through their telescope. Um, <laughs> no, that's not happened to me. It's a big numbers thing, isn't it? Like you know, everyone knows who Elon Musk is. So basically, this news story is they found like five women who said they'd have sex with him, but. You know, there are, everyone knows who he is, so it's, a, it's still a tiny percentage, I, th- I think. I don't know. Yeah, that's one in a billion. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, he, you know, if you find it diff- difficult to conceptualise a billion, uh, just know that Elon Musk doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's so much more than you think. Can I just say so much more than you think a million and a billion are? Like, you can sort of think of a billion. So, like, a million seconds is 11 days. A billion seconds is 31 years just in case you needed to conceptualize how rich. Wait, yeah. sorry. A million yes. seconds is 11 days, but a billion seconds. Are we ta- So wait, what definition of billion are we going with? Because this is what really confuses things is that we've had different definitions. So you were billionaires were being made in the States yes. long before they were being made over here. So are we going billion is is a million million? I think the UK billion has died off now, isn't it? It's now just the US billion. What, just nine zeros instead of 12? Yeah, the US billion yeah. is the grey squirrel of billions. And it's come <laughs> it over is. and destroyed the U- UK definition oh. of billion. See, but that's so that's so American to go, yeah, that billion that you've got, that's too hard to achieve. We're going to make it easier and closer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also this does bring me to my next point about um, creating little boxes with a, an, a well-known hazelnut spread inside and luring <laughs> billionaires in. <laughs> well, as you know, you the only way to make sure they are billionaires is to put a little scale on it, and if it catapults them into space, then they're billionaires. <laughs> That's all the time we have for our creep news now because now it's time for our travel section. As you know, in all magazines, there's a travel section and there's some beautiful glossy pictures. In this instance, you have to pay uh, to look at the pictures of Venice. Uh, Benjamin Partridge, you've been to Venice, I assume. Can you unpack this story? You look like a man who's been to Venice. I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. I'm taking it as one. Um, I've never been to Venice, I'm afraid. Um, you know, for me, as we've learned today, romantic experiences aren't aren't high on my list of things to do. <laughs> I just want a view of the horizon. Because you poo with the door open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically Venice, which is a very popular place to visit, I, I think I would like to go. Um, although there's a big thing there where people are just really into masks. 
Is that a thing you have to, you're meant to buy a mask in Venice? Are you aware of this? No. I mean, they have a they have a carnivale where everyone sort of wears a mask. But it's only a particular time of year, not all year. They're not just all in disguise. <laughs> taking each other's driving tests. Not a pandemic mask. Oh, no, no, not a pandemic mask. More like a sort of oh. Phantom of the Opera oh. mask, but full. Full oh. Phantom. Full facial burns mask. Anyway, Venice is planning on introducing a tourist tax uh, for people to enter the city. So like in days of old... Uh, city walls will be erected and boiling oil will be pulled on those who try to enter without paying i think it's 10 euros on a busy day and then maybe a bit less on a on a rainy day i'm not sure um and basically it essentially turns venice from a town into a theme park uh with some of the most low octane rides going um and you know suddenly if it puts itself in, into the theme park bracket suddenly it goes from being one of the world's most beautiful cities to one of the world's least exciting theme parks. So it's no longer competing with like Paris and Rome. It's competing with Alton Towers, um, a battle which it can only lose. So I think it's a, I think it's a bad recategorization from the people of Venice. They need to stick to being a city and just uh, suck it up. Yep. Uh, Rio? I think to be fair, it's the other way around. I think that at the moment they're being treated like a theme park. And there's been a lot of damage and, you know, and, and litter being left by day trippers. And so they're going... Is it day trippers there, Ria? Or is it gray squirrels? It, well, it's both. Because <laughs> as we all know, gray squirrels rarely like to sleep over. They got they got red squirrels to go back and bully. So they're not, they're not going <laughs> to stick around. Um, there aren't a lot of trees in Venice. They always go there for the day. And they they're like, where be. are the trees? Well, someone else got them didn't they? And they go back. But so, so Venice is, I, I, I know we're a lighthearted fun show, but I do, I do actually feel quite passionate about this because I haven't been to Venice yet and it's sinking and there's something to do with poo there, totally different to your thing. And, um, <laughs> and, and so I want it to still be there so that I can go. And if you stay overnight, they charge you in your hotel for like a city tax to kind of keep the place going. But if you just come mm-hmm. for the day, like off of a cruise ship or something, then you're coming around, you're walking around, you're like, oh, we'll eat on the ship later you're buying one t-shirt that says my grandmother went to venice and all i got was this lousy t-shirt and then you're back on the boat and so they want to they want to just try and you know capitalize on that or or get some money together to pay for someone to sort of litter pick up all the all the extra litter that they're bringing so i get why they're doing it they're not the first city either to do it i think there's like a little village up in 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 the mountains in italy there's it's called oh excuse my accent uh civita di bagnore bagnoregio i can't i can't do italian bagnoregio i'll do it like an american civita di bagnoregio <laughs> with extra cheese please with extra cheese anyway so that village already charges an entry fee of it you've both heard of it of course no oh because no one goes there anymore yeah you can't afford the entry <laughs> fee but also it said that the whole the whole country of bhutan um, cost two hundred pounds a day to go to. Uh, it's pronounced button. <laughs> no, this is this is a thing. I think it's fine. Like I think this is genuinely. I think this is fine. If you're going to Venice, you're expecting to pay twelve dollars for a gelato. I think this is like a totally reasonable. Uh, anyone who decides that they're not going to go to Venice, they had a dream of going to Venice, but they're not going to go because it's ten euros uh, for five days of staying just to be there. I think, like it's. I think it's fine. I think it's totally. It's fine. ten euros a day though. 
It's 10 euros a day. But I agree. I think it's fine. But I think you've just hit on the answer. 10 euros for five days. No, it's 10 euros for the first five days and then after that. So you only ever pay. If you stay for a month, you only pay 10 euros for those first five days and the rest is free. But it means if you're only there Uh for two or three days, you would pay 20, 30 euros. See, I'm not good at maths, but that that makes sense. Uh, I used up all my maths knowing the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire. But I think you've just hit on the answer. I think rather than charge, because they're still trying to figure out how to charge entry because they don't have city gates and city walls you know and and how do we stop people just swimming in through the canals and to avoid the the charge but what if we ju- what if they just raise the price of gelato yeah that's all they have to do yeah. is go in there and just go oh you want ice cream because that's what they do they get off the boat we'll eat on we'll eat dinner back on the boat but we'll have an ice cream so just charge 30 euros per per scoop yeah absolutely Genius. all yeah. pick their pockets that's go. how we used to do it that's how we used to get the money into the economy in tourist towns it seems to have fallen off sadly <laughs> with the introduction of the waste belt <laughs> sold at travel stores. But get back to pickpocketing. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, do you, no, I think it was the, you know what, we need more street urchins. That's what's missing in Venice. There's not enough street urchins to do the pickpocketing. Yes, and also because people don't carry cash anymore. One of the sad um, costs of people not carrying cash anymore is no more no more. So if anything, we're treating children too well these days in the West. We're tre- putting them in schools, feeding them. All of this needs to stop. Insufficient. We just need to give the, the urchins a kind of like chip and pin machine on the end of a big stick or like a kind of contactless <laughs> card payment thing that they can just thrust into big groups of yep. tourists. That is actually a thing. It's called card skimming. <laughs> Oh, there we go. <laughs> on a big stick? Not on a big stick. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's, that's Benjamin, that's your identity, the big stick. But um, <laughs> but you know how you can buy wallets now that have metal around it and they go, this is to protect your cards from card skimming? Oh, uh, yeah. That is idea. because people figured out when you have these new chip and pins that you can get, the new little ones, people just buy those, set it for like five quid and just walk around busy areas and just go beep, 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 beep and get and collect it, um, collect it from strangers. It's... It's a real problem. And it's a much less romantic chase scene at the beginning of Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> but the song, the song is so good while they, they go around. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it yeah. begins, if I recall correctly. That's all the time we have for this week's episode of the show. I'm flipping through the ads at the back. Uh, Benjamin Partridge, have you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah, I've, I do a couple of podcasts. One's called Three Bean Salad, which I do with Mike Wozniak and Henry Packer. And I do another one called the Beef and Dairy Network. Check them out! I don't know about the Three Bean one, but I love the Beef and Dairy Network, and I can highly recommend it. Thank you, Alice. Rialina, have you got anything to plug? Just myself for now. If, if you like me, come find me on social. Say hi. I'll say hi back. It'd be lovely. We'll, we'll keep in touch. So I'm on all of them. Rialina underscore, because someone got Rialina. I don't know who it is, but... Uh... I imagine it's Rialina. Ooh. Well, no, it like on Twitter, it's someone called Sharon Castillo. What a monster! Ah, or a, uh, let's get her. Damn you, let's Sharon. go go and skim her identity. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get my big stick out. We're gonna get some grey squirrels. <laughs> I know exactly who I'm gonna break out of jail to do this impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect plan. If you've enjoyed this week's stories or think that you could do better in recommending us stories to do, uh, tweet us at Hello Gargler's. We have roving reporters every week. This week, James VT and Miss Otis sent us the Picky Penguin story. Deganta Dust sent us the driving test story, and Martin sent us the Venice tourism tax story. So you two could be part of the gargle. 
Uh, if you would like to be one of our roving reporters, tweet us at Hello Gargles. I'm Alice Fraser. I'm your host. Find me online at Twitter and Instagram at alliterative, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E, or patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts, and blogs. I do a weekly update of where I am in the world. I'm This week I'm in Guildford. I'm all over the place, London. I'm doing a preview tonight in Honor Oak, but you won't know about that because tonight will be yesterday night by the time this comes out. Uh, this is a Bugle podcast and Alice Fraser production. Your editor is Ped Hunter and your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com